as we prepare to read God's word this morning. Let's join together in a prayer for illumination as we seek God's grace and open our hearts to God's message to us today. Let us pray. God, whose love is like the sun, warming us from the inside. If you are our house, then your word is the street light guiding us there. So, Lord, we want you to know we are walking your way and we are looking for a light. If we are honest with you and ourselves, we would see that our feet are dirty. We've lost our way a time or two. Our bags are heavy. We're carrying an array of grief and fear on our backs. But we're on our way. We're looking for your light. We're listening for your word. Lord, when you see us coming, when you feel our hearts move, we hope you'll run down the driveway and catch us. We are on our way home. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. We have two scripture readings this morning. The first comes from the Hebrew scriptures from the prophet Zephaniah in chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to, to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all of your oppressors at that time, and I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home. At the time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. And then in the New Testament from the Gospel of John in the third chapter, we begin at verse 1. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iteria and Tachonitis, and Lysanus, ruler of Abilene. During the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. 
Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestors, as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked them, What then shall we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what shall we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Margaret was all ready for her date. She had been anticipating this evening for well over a week, and she had on her very best outfit. Her hair was all fixed. Her makeup was perfect. Imagine her disappointment when her date didn't show up and didn't even call. After looking at her watch every 30 seconds for well over an hour, Margaret finally decided that he just wasn't going to come. So she changed into her pajamas, put on her fuzzy slippers, washed away her makeup, gathered up a big bowl of junk food, and parked herself in front of the television for the evening. As soon as she got involved in one of her favorite television shows, there was a knock at the door. She opened it to find her date standing on the doorstep. He stared at her in shock. And then he said in disbelief, I'm two hours late and you're still not ready? Well, welcome. Welcome to this third Sunday of Advent. How are your Advent preparations going? Don't tell me you're not ready yet. One poor guy told me, I've started my Christmas shopping. I've already shopped at three banks for a loan. 
Our readings today are a call. Both of them are a call to get ready. Each is a word of grace, but also urgency. The prophet Zephaniah tells us, the Lord your God is in your midst. A warrior who gives victory, he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Zephaniah sounds the good news that the Lord, our King, is in our midst. The Lord is calling all people, that all of them that call on the name of the Lord might be come and to serve the Lord, to serve in one accord. And the Lord is bringing us out of our destructive ways. And the Lord is bringing us home. Thanks be to God. Now, in contrast, John the Baptist's prophetic message sounds rather harsh, doesn't it? At least at first glance. You brood of vipers, John calls those who have come from near and far out into the wilderness probably not the words that we would want our welcome team to, to use as they open the doors and welcome people into our building and into worship, even as biblical as they are. But make no mistake about it, John preaches a message of good news, of change, of forgiveness and justice to a suffering people. John preaches a home for all where iniquities are banished and valleys are lifted up and all have the resources they need. All are invited and included. Ultimately, John's message is one of joy. Great, great joy. Luke doesn't tell us what John looks like, but Matthew and Mark do. They say John wore clothing of camel's hair with a, a leather belt around his waist. And Matthew and Mark, they point out that when John went out to rustle up some grub, he didn't stop at the local Michelin star restaurant. No, his meal of choice was locusts and wild honey. In contrast, Luke highlights that God called John for a specific time in a specific place. And his cry in the wilderness, as written by Isaiah, proclaimed leveled valleys, raised valleys, and, and mountains laid low, and writings wrong, and writings corrected. That was and is a message of great joy for all the world, especially those who have lost hope, hurt by the iniquities and the inequities and the injustices penetrated by the empire and the religious authorities that had lined themselves with it. John's message is an assurance that the darkness in the world as they knew it was changing. The crowds came to John to be baptized, and, 
and John charges them with bearing fruit worthy of repentance and not relying on past glories or heritage or lineage. He says, do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stories, for the, for, from these stones. And can you imagine John out in the wilderness and, and stones all around him? And he says, from these stones, I can raise up children of Abraham. John's is a call to produce our own fruit, you and I by living and acting in ways that demonstrate that we are truly changed by the grace and the love of God. It's a call for all to come home. The people in the nation have been resting on their laurels for too long, John tells them. But the crowds that came out to the Jordan, out to the wilderness, they seem to get it, don't they? even if they weren't quite sure what to do next. They seemed to understand John's message. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what should we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. Notice that John isn't talking about the sort of giving that occupies most of our attention these days leading up to Christmas. The names on our shopping list mostly belong to people close to us, people that we know and people that we love. But what's the name of the person who lives in the tent in the woods right by the off-ramp, right off, off of I-66? Or the, the widow and the child or in some war-torn country? Not only that, it's more than a matter of writing a check at the end of the year to the church or some other well-publicized charity. It's a great thing to give money, but, it, but when it comes to subjects like justice, it can't be the whole story. What implications does, does John's message have for us, for you and I, who are seeking to build the kingdom today? If all flesh should seek the salvation of God, then we all have a part to play in the salvation story, in leveling valleys and in righting wrongs. And like John, we're also called to a specific time in a specific place. You see, we're called to here and to now. So be at the ready and bear fruit worthy of repentance, clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, giving voice to the silenced and the oppressed, speaking truth to the powerful and protecting and empowering the vulnerable. Let our voices cry out in the wilderness and everywhere with exhortations, and with good news. You see, these are the things for our Advent preparation and our Christmas shopping list. 
here and now as we buy into God's plan for this world. And as the message is heard by others, more and more people will join us in making a home for all. And sisters and brothers, you and I can be assured that we will find the Son of God there. You see, He's already there. God is already where home is being built for all. Let us pray. Lord God, we hear your call to build to build a home for all. Lord, help us to bear fruit worthy of repentance. Lord, help us to clothe the naked and feed the hungry, to give voice to the silenced and the oppressed, to speak truth to the powerful and protect and empower the vulnerable. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.